Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. You know, Mike. But <laughs> you can still hello, Mike. You know what? You can sell it a little better. Okay. <laughs> I thought I I went in. I matched the mood of the piece. Uh, in, this is the Glue Guys. You came Good in with evening. the. Uh, you can turn the sound back up. <laughs> this is your favorite thing, isn't it? Yeah. When I drop it down. Yeah. Um, Welcome back to the Glue Guys. Don't, this is Mike here. Don't, don't golden oldies this, okay? This is the Glue Guys. <laughs> this is the Glue Guys, damn it. Did Thomas make that for you, by the way? Uh, That's very Thomas music, now that I think about it. No, no, I made that. Oh. I, yeah. You should sell that to Thomas. <laughs> his <Is> band. That, <laughs> I think his band would love that. Is that how bands work? They just buy, <laughs> buy music from others? Sure. Yeah. Welcome to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at PK Glue Guys. Not SoundCloud really anymore. No. I shouldn't say Actually, that. Actually, don't go to SoundCloud. Don't go, please <laughs> don't. Expressly don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> please don't. Uh, but go to Almighty Baller Network. Yeah. Which is where our stuff is housed. AlmightyBaller.com. Almighty like Almighty Dollar. I didn't put that together until I just talked to the guy on the phone. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, and NetsDaily.com. Welcome to the Glue Guys. Brian, big win. Post post pod win, couple post win of, not pod. not back to backs, but a couple of wins here, Michael. A couple of wins, <laughs> couple. That is accurate. They've couple had a couple of wins. of wins. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you, that Memphis game blew my hair back. I was like, who are these guys? So I don't know. I haven't fully thought out this theory, but like, is there something to the fact that the trade deadline has happened and mm. is that the team has settled in at some point? Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you think because they have played? I mean, yeah, they've had some bad ones, but they've played better. Since Lynn has come back and since the trade deadline has passed and that we know that Brooke is here, obviously Lynn and everyone else is still here besides Boyan. Well, I mean, like, Lynn's back, so that helps to win games. Uh, right. Isn't that know, the thing? I, I know you dislike this notion <laughs> outright, but it is. it, it does seem like I mean, Skull's gone. Uh, Cherboy, I miss him so much. Your boy Randy Foy's in the starting lineup. Dude. Just crush. <laughs> I thought about it people, last night. People, there's been such a weird mixed uh, reaction to Foy being in the in the starting lineup on the internet, which I really enjoyed seeing people like just kind of the, the cognitive dissonance between game to game. Where like he'll, you know, he had a really good game against Memphis, you know, for what is asked of, of Randy Foy, uh, and then you know people are like, yeah, but you know, difficult. It's I mean, I don't want to be on here defending Randy Foy. Of course, <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, he puts you in a weird spot like that. Anyways, you're gonna say something. No, no. I that's what I was actually going to say. What you were to say was that, like, I thought, I thought during the game, you know, I famously made the remark in the beginning yeah. of the season that you'll never say that Randy Foy hits a three, yeah. and then he did. Obviously, in the I forget what game it was, where yeah. one of the eleven wins this team has last night, he was pretty fantastic, four for four from three pointer. Yeah, no, he, had a, he put together a game. I am with everyone in the comments section where I'm an emotional pendulum. Yes, with Randy Foy starting. The the positive is the fact that like it's obvious what Atkins is, is doing because everything we hear about Randy Foy is that he's a good guy, hard worker, and to show that you're rewarding him is a trickle down effect to everyone else. Is that the reason? I mean, because yes, let me tell you, I think. people you know by proxy have been laying into Atkinson for the decision to to play Randy Foy over over who I guess over 
Sean Skillpatrick. I mean, what's the what's the alternative Whitehead, in this case? More Whitehead. More Whitehead. I mean, I, listen, I was. I told you when I was when we were G chatting. I was literally flexing at my TV last night watching Isaiah Whitehead. I mean, this guy is actually love him. Did you I, see what he posted today? I think it was on Twitter. No, I didn't see. He said there's a shot, a picture of him like making a layup over Vince Carter. Yeah, both number fifteen. And saying, you know, really excited or like proud to do this over the original, mm. you know, like basically like giving homage mm. to Nets of, of days past. It's pronounced homage. Homage. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the, he's got a very interesting game. I mean, like, so basically, like, if I could just watch what happened at Memphis night in, night out, like, if that was the uh, ethos of this team, you know, our, our basketball philosophy is just kamikaze dive bombing the front of the rim all night. Like that's awesome. I could watch that all the time. I think we're see and we're see like this is a change. This is what's happening. Yeah. There's a different way this team is playing, and that's it. It's and and Whitehead is is maybe my favorite to watch of all those people because he's just a real wrecking ball. He just goes right into the chest in enormous human traffic. Doesn't seem to mind all that much. Squeezes in like push layups that are very awkward, but but uh, and then also will like block. The S out of Marcus Soul, you know, on on a on a play like just 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 gutsy, you know, and a, and a very stoic player, which I always enjoy. I always enjoy this. He's got a great neck bend. He's yeah. got that sort of like alert owl look to him. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? He's kind of looking. I kind of don't understand his body really. Like I I don't know. Break it down. That I would know <laughs> what it looked like without a shirt on. You know what I mean? Is that a weird thing? That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's what this I, we're here the, for. It's not the weirdest thing I've ever said. Uh, but yeah, like I don't but really keep breaking it down. Let's go deeper into <laughs> that hole. I can't. I can't and tell. That's what she said. I can't tell. It actually kind of reminds me of your body, Mike. If I could be honest, I didn't <laughs> teach you that. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take that out. I we? will take that as a compliment. Yeah, but I also will be afraid for you. Yeah, that is what you think. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Isaiah Whitehead's body. I know it's okay. So okay, yeah. we were just talking about this earlier. <laughs> You're a guy that needs to work out constantly, otherwise, you know, I'll have a hard time uh, keeping poundage off. Is that correct? Is that fair to say? Yes. Is that right? I was. I'll say it again. Yeah. And I was a a, 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 a pee wee wrestler, mm-hmm. not pro wrestling. Greek yeah. Roman style. You were the goalie in everything you did, right? Is that the you were no, the, you're uh, the catcher. No, I was the the jock, good looking guy in everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's not true. I was the guy who's making jokes and grabbing snacks first. Yeah, that's who I was. But uh, I was I was in a pee wee wrestling. Let me get this. Yeah. I was in a pee wee wrestling thing. Uh, first grade through eighth grade, everyone was in it. It was all weight class, and I was the heavyweight wrestler in fifth grade. I was a big boy. Keep the pounds on. Isaiah Whitehead, though. Let's get back to him. I'm I'm totally in love. I'll say it with this whole draft class, and I'm. I was against the Thad Young trade. I don't know why now. I mean, now it seems totally ridiculous. If this team had Thad Young, yeah, it would be awful. Love Lavert. I mean, you said you were listening to the Memphis feed. Mm. And they were going. They were. They were just over the top. They were effusive about Lavert. Couldn't. Couldn't shut up about Harris Lavert, which I get. I mean, like when I'm watching it. By the way, let me just drop a Lavert alert on this thing. Wait, time. Uh, they could not stop talking about this guy. And uh, <laughs> that's it. I didn't want to go the, oh, okay. whole, the whole way. <laughs> but listening, first of all, I think I'm going to make a habit of just watching. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Yes Network, and I love listening to, to the right. guys. Of course. But I feel like I learn a whole lot more about what other teams a, think of us and what they what their problems are. Uh, and I'll get to this later in the uh, 
when we do some killer comparisons. But love it. But uh, uh, by the way, for all those who, who are joining us as l- listeners, we haven't done killer comparisons in a while. But been a long time. It is something to listen to. We've we been had... pretty serious lately with all these guests. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so sorry. We apologize. But we get back to our roots of just jerking ourselves around. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's been. <laughs> I feel like we're being inappropriate tonight. Isn't no, we're going to do some editing. Right. We are drinking Caribbean beers. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, um, but where were we? I think so. My favorite Levert is, and I said this to you in G chat as we'll keep referencing, but uh, secondary ball handler Levert, not point guard Levert. I like Levert at the two and the three. Yeah. I like him using his playmaking against guys who are less used to handling guys who can playmake. Yeah. Where if he's a point guard, because Levert is tall, but he doesn't have width or size. He's not like a whitehead. Um, he he is best when he is the guy who's catching the pass and then making the move, as opposed to the guy making the pass. Yes. Um, I love him. I mean, we're riding off this high, this Memphis game, and it's pretty hilarious. Uh, like, I think Brooke, yeah, Brooke Instagram for the first time in a month after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, team win. He tagged pretty much everyone on the team in his picture of him defending Marcus All, um, or going against Marcus All. Uh, Booker was great. Whitehead was great. Uh, Kilpatrick was great as as usual. But so I mean, it's it, and as you said, there's been an interesting, and I think it's epitomized by Ronda House Jefferson the most is this sort of new way that Atkinson is telling these guys to do, which is just catch the ball and drive to the hoop. And just throw it almost just like just throw it up because yeah. you're either going to get fouled or it's going to go in or someone's going to rebound the ball. And yeah. it's so much more fun to watch than the that three barrage earlier in the season. We'll say uh, to your earlier points about Levert. I think Levert is the person I trust most on this team in a mismatch at this point outside of Brooke. Like I feel pretty good about what he can do against smaller or larger defenders of any kind. T- taking them off the dribble or just shooting over over the top of them or passing over the top of them in the case of a smaller defender. Uh, but the thing that's really kind of blown my mind, and this was especially true in the last game against Memphis, was uh, Rondé Hells Jefferson can like suddenly run the break more effectively. You know, he's like <clears throat> ball handling, running at full speed. Seems to be like figured out, you know, or not as much of like a train wreck as it used to be. Well, and I don't, and I always thought it was in, you know, it could be different, but I always thought it was a mentality thing with him. Yeah. He's not the smoothest ball handler. Like, there was a play last night when I think, I forget who it was. It may have been Levert who passed in the ball on the break, third or fourth quarter. And he did a crossover against, I think, Vince Carter. And it was like the most out of control crossover possible. Mm-hmm. But he crossed him over and then got to the hoop and scored. And it's like. Something's happened with Rondé, and maybe it's just he's gotten more comfortable with being a pro, but he is decided the player he's going to be is, I'm going to drive to the hoop, I'm going to be super aggressive, I'm going to get rebounds, and I'm not going to worry about being, you know, like, at one point people thought he could be like the next Kawhi. Or, you know, that was mm-hmm. what the projection, that's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. He's not a hold-the-ball wing player, decide, make a move yeah. like Carmelo is, yeah. you know? He's like he's doing the right thing right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's, but I mean <clears throat> we're being really enthusiastic, and that's because yeah. we've got we've got a win. Uh, and and you know it's it's hard to go through the whole season without without some <laughs> without a win, some ebullience over a win or two. Um, but there were some losses in there, Mike. There were some losses, and I immediately dump those out of my memory. That's what yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
because I think that's I think everyone else is kind of there at this point because you just look you watch these games and they immediately start getting blown out. You know what's great about this team? I yeah. can tell within about five minutes if we're going to win or lose. Sure, <laughs> sure. Tell. Like I was like I was watching that Memphis game. I was like, I think we're going to win tonight. This yeah, feels, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole time it was like, all yeah. right, this is yeah. maybe going to happen. Yeah. Um. By the way, Memphis is a super fun second unit. Their second unit is yeah. like Vince Randolph. Uh, there's like a couple of other dudes. Andrew Harrison is about, I think that's his name, right? The starter, who's the who's the two guard who literally did nothing. Yeah, he was one of the Harrison twins. Yeah, they he is the least impactful starting player in the NBA. Has to be. I watched he, that whole game and I just was reminded of his existence. Yeah. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, he he's out there with Connolly, Gasol, Brandon Wright, which is really interesting that they have Brandon Wright going with Gasol. And um, whoever else they have on that team, but Connolly so suddenly got real good too. That guy's making like stupid hard shots. Well, if the team Nets still had Lionel Hollins, yeah. he'd be playing for the Nets. You know that, Bry. Can we get him on? Can we get him back? Sorry, Lionel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't say that. I know. I wonder where Lionel is. What he's doing right now, but um, he's doing commercials for like uh, Ben Gay or something. I saw. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Nets got to win. Woo! And that's where we are. We'll keep monitoring the situation. Do you, do, do you want to do some news or we just go right to the killer comparison? Let's do killer first and then news. All right, good. Um, let's make sure the volume doesn't crush everyone's face. I'll turn it down a little on my end. I hate how... Uh, well, oh, oh, Caribbean Presidente. Um, <clears throat> so, like I was saying, um, I watched the, uh, the Memphis feed on this thing and I was inspired by a couple of things. So I've got a couple, I've got a pair of, uh, oh, thank you. I've got a pair of killer comparisons here. And, um, the first one's a quick one. I'll just go through this really quick. So I don't know who's doing the Memphis. Explain, just explain killer comparisons. It's just stupid. It's just us stupidly talking about things in the NBA and like trying to like make little weird games out of it. Uh, is that is that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Anyways, so Memphis Grizzlies announcer, um, pretty audibly sounds like Vince McMahon, and I thought that was a good like if it was Vince McMahon, that would be a good fit culturally. For he's got a gristled voice, he's you know fits the grindhouse kind of mantra. And I was thinking like maybe we should do some like celebrity voices if if, oh, wow. if that was going to be a thing for the announcing tables sure. of of various teams. I don't know how you want to do this. If you want me to read the people first and then you can fit them around, I think that's the best way. Okay, I'm going to read all the people first. No, no, no. no. Why don't we read each yeah, person? Yeah, re- read each person. And then we'll match them. Well, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Um, feels like the Spurs to me. I could see the Spurs. I feel the Warriors. Because they're almost basketball, Nirvana. They're sort of the heaven, and he's the voice of God. Yeah, and he he could he could match the, the sort of the beauty that they play. That's how I'm going, coming from. The thing is, I feel like um, the like there's an excitement in Golden State. Um, sure. Okay. I see. And that. and he would be more like narrating a very you know very evenly narrating like you know Tim Duncan. Did you see the Kawhi play from last night? What he did. You know, I keep hearing about this on Twitter and stuff, and I it's, and I never got super, to it. It's super lame NBA basketball, but basically, <laughs> super lame NBA. That's uh, what we do here. He he hit a three at the end of the game, then came down and blocked James Harden's shot and mm-hmm. got the rebound eventually off the other missed shot. And 
I just that's the NBA star that I most want to get inside his head because we have no clue who he is as a person. We have he's a bit of an enigma. Uh, uh, we have zero clue who he is. Bit of an enigma, and he didn't. He barely even celebrated. So I, I, I like your Spurs. I think Spurs works. Okay, um, Alan Rickman. Oh, R.I.P. Um, yeah, Alan Rickman. Okay, you know. what? I could kind of see it as the Nets a little bit, actually. <laughs> yeah. I could see because yeah. it's Slytherin is like the Nets. It is, and it's but it's like a sad. It's almost like you know they're kind of like pathetic a little bit, Slytherin. And and his voice again. Don't mean to call the Nets pathetic. I know no, there's uh, like, you know we're all love here. All love. We're big fans. But um, you could kind of see his voice like it's sort of it's sarcastic in his delivery, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. and and it's like you it would. I'm not going to do also, it. Oh, your dog's looking your beard. You watch that. Oh, that's cute. Um, um, plus, also the Nets are like, you know, had had kind of. Oh my God! Why did you go right in after it? You didn't have to. You could have waited a little bit. You're like, no, nah, I want that. One. It was fresh. <laughs> oh God! She's a beautiful dog. I wouldn't have held it against you had you waited a minute. But no, I would like, be. I would be more grossed out if you drank my beer than she did, because she is so precious. Really? She. Oh, look at this face. Brian doesn't like my dog. Inside. Inside. Brian, this, this not liking <laughs> dog propaganda is... You get so mad. It's fine. You don't, don't like my know. dog. I don't, I don't care. Know. Okay. I've had to express myself we'll, we'll around subjects, other people's Brian. dogs. Anyways. Uh, Rickman. Rickman. Nets. Good fit. Solid. I like it. <laughs> By the way, where'd you get this list? I just I just printed it out. Oh, the no, internet. no, no. But like, where did the... What's the search that I put yeah, in? Because I'm looking at the pictures. Oh, I just... 15 actors with incredible speaking voices. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Because the next one I think is is James Earl Jones. Okay, so okay. that I one that for was me Gandhi, feels like you know that's Evil Empire. You know, at, at this point, it's either you know the it's either the Warriors or the, or the Cavs or something. It's the Cavs. I think the Cavs, especially with what they did at the the mm-hmm. uh, like free agent buyout market. Um, I think it's the Cavs. Okay. I think he makes sense for the Cavs, and he also makes sense for old Lakers. Mm. Uh, Kobe. Kobe Shaq, like, yeah, yeah. How about Jean Renault? Who's that? He's the guy. He's the French actor. For maybe he's French Canadian. No, uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, is he the guy from um, from the, the professional? From the professional. Um, what do you? What hits your mind on him? Uh, Toronto. I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's the French Canadian. The French Canadian, even though, <laughs> even they may a, not be. At yeah, all. <laughs> probably is that not. Sarah Paulson. Uh yes. No, that's Kathleen Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what Kathleen Turner sounds like. So let's just go. I, on. I honestly, I mean, I know she's an important person, but I have no clue what she sounds like. Sydney Poitier. Uh, you know what? Okay, yeah. Sorry, I just saw the next page. And anyways, go ahead. I'm gonna give you different actors. I'm gonna just change this up on you. Well, well unless you got someone really good coming up. Alec next. Baldwin. Ooh, well, he's next. Obvious next fit. New York. And then there's Sam Elliott who did who's the oh, cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then that I kind of feel like should have been oh, Mavericks. Hey, what do you I want Spurs? Spurs, but then either or, right? Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Huh. For some reason the Bulls. Yeah. I feel like the Bulls fits yeah, aggressive. They are. They always have that 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 angry bull face all yeah. over the place. It does he, feel aggressive. That is the most of any mascot yeah. That is Samuel Jackson. I actually think his name is Sammy the Bull. Yeah, good fit. Nice fit, Mike. Thank uh, you, Christopher Walken. Well, he is from Brooklyn, and so he could be the Nets guy. Um, Christopher Walken. I feel like Portland, kind of off kilter, uh, yeah, a yeah. little bit not in the mainstream. Kind of an ironic voice too. You know, yeah. it's a, you know, 
Everyone's got a Christopher Walken impression. Let's hear yours, Mike. Go. <laughs> no. Go, let's hear it. Oh, that, yeah. The Mike, most fun game Mike, to play is Mike, like... please. Go ahead. Yeah, press the button, say, do it. Say what you're saying yeah, in let, Christopher Walken's voice. Let me, let me get your... Uh, is that Chris Angela Merkel <laughs> impression, please? Um, <laughs> um, Gene Hackman. I don't know why, but I feel like the Celtics. Just yeah. Like, okay. Angry. Yeah. Like uh, aggressive. Yeah. Um, feels discounted. Yeah. Who, who's this next person? <laughs> Malcolm McDowell. Never heard of him. Clockwork Orange. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, there you go. Who cares cares about that guy? Hey, yo, do you play Daily Fantasy? Do you? I do. If you do, you should be playing on Draft. Um, You should get this. Your chances of winning on Draft are almost three times better than on FanDuel and DraftKings. This is true. The data shows 90% of players lose on DraftKings. On FanDuel, over 40% of the money goes to just 1% of the players. Now, if you're not a pro and you're not some creep who's spending hours a day on Fantasy... You should be playing at it on draft. You'll win more often. It's statistically proven. On draft, you do a simple snake draft just like at the beginning of your season-long league. You can do drafts whenever you want. Uh, They last just for one day, and they take only minutes to complete. So I have draft on my phone. I just did a quick game yesterday, and uh, I got Russell Westbrook with, like, the third pick, and I crushed it, Um, which was improbable. That would never happen with with DraftKings or whatever else. So uh, download Draft now. Just search Draft in the App Store, and it'll come up first. Uh, Be sure to enter the promo code ABPN when you download, and you'll get a 100% bonus when you deposit. Again, search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code ABPN. Mike, let's do news around the league. Let's just get that in there. It's the news! All right, this is News Around the League. Um, so sort of the biggest news in NBA is that Andrew Bogut has broken a, a bone in his leg and that yeah. it looks like he may be done. It's kind of whenever they put indefinitely on it, you never know, but it seems like he may be done for the year. Mm-hmm. What um, broke his leg? He broke a bone in his leg. <laughs> yeah. 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 He broke a bone in his Would leg. Would you hold it against him if he... I mean, he should probably retire at this point, <laughs> <laughs> let alone come back this season. So... Um, this is tough to say, but I've been worried about the process of which the buyout guys have then gone to top contending teams. And I do say kind of karmically, I'm not happy that Andrew Bogut has a broken bone in his leg, but I'm happy that the Cavaliers don't have Andrew Bogut because this is how I feel. Um, I think it's this whole like buyout veterans thing. Adds just a whole ridiculous layer mm-hmm. to rich get richer. Um, it makes it the NBA less competitive. The fact that the NBA could have had the best or second best team in the league could have added a pretty decent point guard in Darren Williams, and then like a really pretty good uh, center who was just walked straight in. How did you feel when Darren Williams choked on that on that uh, game winner the other night? I'm I'm happy for all of Darren's failures on the court. Yeah. Um, I just I like again, like maybe it's because like I'd rather just be like I'm not even saying where it's like I'm against super teams. Like I'm not against LeBron joining Chris Bosh and Dwayne Ray Wade or Kevin Durant joining whoever. I'm 100 percent against this. Got a ton tons of guys getting bought out. Darren Williams, Bogut, 
Brandon Jennings to the Wizards, you know, Calderon, who's going to go, Matt Barnes to the Warriors. Um, I'm happy because I think if Bogan had been healthy and Williams had been healthy and then Kevin Love come back, I don't think there's anyone in the world that could have beaten the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad as really? a best, you think you think Bogut puts them over the yeah because he gave them something that they did not have he mm-hmm. gave them because he's better than Mozgov and Mozgov gave him some gave them something last year that was like he was the big man that could help get a bunch of rebounds that could give him 15 minutes a game bully people around screens mm-hmm. all that stuff all that stuff matters and now that he's not in a part of the equation it makes things a little bit more even. The Warriors are hurting right now because Durant's not there. They're banged up. And they're yeah, they're banged up. They're not really doing that well. Um I don't know. I'm I'm just I I'm happy you think that the, he's the not basketball in the gods are, are talking to a us. A little bit and we need to read into those. And I'm not like I just think it's like a little unbecoming of uh the situation in the league that that these guys can just immediately depart their mm-hmm. teams in decent situations. This is this is this season, more than any other season, is more than just like these guys at the end of their careers yeah. on crappy teams. been pretty flagrant. I mean, the Darren Williams things especially. Somebody tweeted out, I forget who, it was like he's being paid $10 million this year by teams to not play for them, like something like that. Yeah. And I also think it's aggressive. I don't know how you would ever do this, but there should be some barrier that if you're this hot, good of a player, you can't be bought out. Yeah, like dare like That's good of a player, like because it's un- <laughs> difficult. Yeah, it's unfair that Cleveland can just get him. Well, you know how they fix this if the, if give the give the team a salary cap. This is what I've always been saying. I've been you've probably heard me say this a hundred times. You give the team a salary cap, right? But not the individual, right? So you create a salary cap by proxy for for the players themselves. So if you give them whatever it is, a hundred million dollars to play with every season, or and and you have to assemble a roster that. Has a there's a floor and a ceiling, so the hundred million, whatever the seal, the floor is seventy million or something. Then you could give LeBron James his hundred million dollars a year, right? And you'd have to you know sign some guys off the street to play with him. That would create the kind of parity. So at least when Steph Curry goes to free agency or Kevin Durant goes to free agency, the Sixers have a shot at him, you know, because if he wants to get paid a hundred million dollars a season, that's something they can do for him. It would make free agency so much more valuable it's so much more interesting yeah and it would it would create parody like would legitimately create parody have you looked at the rules for the three-on-three league that they're doing no it's actually some of them are like i think that they're gonna get like like xfl style picked up and and used one of the ones that i really liked uh was the no personal fouls rule and the once you get over the however many like four or five team foul limit um the opposing team the team that gets fouled gets two shots and the ball so it like you know effectively solves the problem of of I saw that somewhere, and I think I saw it in another league too. Um, what like this is that's what you want? Yeah, that's what you want. I I mean, what I want is is an entire and the mo- the number one rule I want is no timeouts. It solves the problem of of affecting a timeout with a stupid with the free throws all the time. Yeah, it's it. I think if they don't pick this up. I don't know why. I'm sure somebody's talked to him about this. I'm sure this has been. I'm not. The, this is not the first time this has come up in, you know, the 20 years that they've been thinking about new rules. Wow. Has to. I mean, that's it. That. I mean, it, try to try to figure out why that wouldn't work for the NBA at this point. And it's always like it's always like the excuse of like not like the hack a shack stuff and all that all that baloney. It's like I don't know. Just like they always talk about like you can't 
it, they don't legislate too many rules about fouling because then it completely changes how people do stuff. But it's just like, I don't know. I mean, that rule makes a ton of sense. Yeah. When's the three on three starting? It's, it's probably going to start at the end after the NBA. You know what? I just begins. read this and I forgot now. Um, God. I'm going to be real interested to see the appetite for people's uh, for people to watch that because it, there's a lot of nostalgia. I think it's stuff genius. That, I think it's a genius. Like the the to go after old players that had careers that are like you know Stephen Jackson, like a, a a player people you know ostensibly care about personality wise. Watch that guy in his in his twilight doing this. I think it'd be super fun. And the fact that they're doing three on three makes so much more sense because it it, yeah. it gives the game a little bit of a different spin. Uh, it takes less. I like, think it's three on three half court too, which is oh really yeah, half court. which is basically how I like to play basketball if I <laughs> if I possibly can. That's my <laughs> I think that's the purest form. I have to play full court because it's like the only thing I got is that like. Wait, I, you're a hustler? Yeah, I'm a hustler. Stop. Oh yeah, really? PJ Tucker. God, I hate. It. Gotta hate that. Um, one other story for you, and then I got food news. Uh, I love so the Lavar Ball era. Okay, Lavar Ball is Lonzo Ball's dad, mm-hmm. and what we've been getting a uh, developing a brewing storm out there in the NBA is uh, Lavar Ball's been growing and growing in his media presence because he keeps going on these radio shows and he says kind of crazy stuff about his son. The, the craziest thing he said about his son is that. He is better than Steph Curry, and everyone gets all cra- Everyone gets so mad. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can he think that? Okay, so then Levar Ball was on Colin Cowherd's show today. A dad of a college player ended up on, you know, fairly big sports show. And at, at some point, when Levar Ball had said that my son is better than Steph Curry, Barkley had been asked about that, Charles Barkley, and mm-hmm. he says, "I know you can be proud of your son, but at some point, it becomes stupidity." So LeVar Ball today says, uh, if Charles thought like me, maybe he'd win a championship. Jesus. Yeah. And I love. What, that's ma- that, what a maniac. I love that. I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Like, so there's like, there's stories out there about people has, like. Has LeVar Ball won a championship of any kind? No. Like, no. Like, of just any like kind? Three good sons. Yeah. Three seemingly great basketball playing sons. And it's, what's fantastic is. You know, there's tons of people who've been writing already that like our team's going to stay away from Lonzo because of Lonzo's dad. Really? Because the dad's just a S. He's that bonker. Yeah, he's that bonkers. But it's like, how is this not fun? How is this not fun for our overall dream in the NBA? That like the, the the craziest parent in the NBA that we've had recently is Pam McGee, Javale McGee's mom. Mm-hmm. She's kind of crazy. Yeah. But her son is trash, so no one cares about him. Yeah. Like besides Shaq. Which right. is also ridiculous. <laughs> but we're about to have one of the best young players in the NBA. His dad is like just an S talker to the nth degree. Mm. And it's going to be, I mean, especially in the day with social media, everything that he can reach people now, he's going to be tweeting at, I don't know, someone when his son is playing in the playoffs at some point. He's going to be saying stuff. It's going to be bullets of board material. I'm, I'm ready for crazy parent. 3.0 mm. in the NBA. He's going to give it to us. And it's and his son is awesome. So butthurt that we're not going to get to watch. That's well. I mean among what? among so many other players. The terrible trade. Yeah, I don't want to talk about though. Um by the way, speaking of trades, how are you how are you liking what's your experience Boyan like watching Boyan Bogdanovich it's amazing. blossom on Washington right now? I mean, I called it on our Twitter. So, and I was I was on the Nets Daily boards, and some people were giving that specific. They like linked to that tweet. They're like, "This guy is such a like an idiot. Look at this loser." 
And now, and now he's like dropping six and eight threes every night. And it's just, I think he's averaging like something like seventy percent from three point range. Yeah. Um, and specifically, does just on court demeanor wise look like Clay Thompson? Like actually looks like him the way that he shoots. It has a very similar release. Like it's there's I mean, nothing. I fault you for everything. I don't think I don't think you've ever made an astute observation. Really, this one you locked in. <laughs> <laughs> so when you locked in and a bunch of people gave you some and I think they need to publicly apologize. But you know you know what they need to do? They need to make an sure. app or something for like the apology to like the thing. Like sometimes people like misquote us on Twitter or like you know, and this drives me crazy. Someone would be like, These guys said this and be like, Well, ten seconds later you find out that, that we like amended it and like talked about it to, you know, more or something. But then that's it. It's out there. There's nothing you can do. Like that and then like people will see that and be like, eh, what a bunch of jerks they haven't listened to it. And then it keeps going. Like, but how do we do that? How do how would you figure? There's no way. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna figure it out. There's no way to put the toothpaste back in the tooth, toothpaste. <laughs> I'm tub. gonna figure it out. It's gonna be called the tube. That's what it's gonna be called. Yeah, I think so. It's gonna, I think that's it. It's gonna be called the bag for putting the cat back in the bag. Un, um, un Pandora's box. I mean, I'll say I'm the foremost. No one in the world was as specially qualified to understand the complexities the Boyan Bogdanovich trade to the Wizards than me. I think, and yeah. I knew what was coming. And it's happening. I think. I think we Bradley actually Beale wrote about him in yeah. his blog post today on his website that I read. How often does Bradley Beal write on his this website? Is, I think his first article, literally, because okay. John Wall, John Wall tweeted it out. It's not the stupid Players Tribune, right? No, no, no. It's his own website. And what was hilarious about it was so Scott Brooks is in the first year of the Wizards, and so they obviously had a coach Randy Whitman before Scott Brooks. Bradley Beal played under Randy Whitman. It was kind of known that. Uh, Randy Whitman wasn't mm, players didn't really love him as much. And the first thing about the the stories about why this year is different in DC mm-hmm. from Bradley Beal's perspective, and the main reason, the first thing said, the first paragraph was Scott Brooks, new coach, he's brought a change of culture, he's made us actually feel like we want to play basketball. <laughs> it's like, mm. oh my god, these guys are just throwing these mm. coaches on the bus. But yeah, no, I knew boy, I I knew Boyan would work because Boyan. Never should have been the ISO Boyan that no. that this Nets team had to stand no. for so many years. He's stand and shoot Boyan. Yeah, he's catch a pass, maybe dribble three times, and then pass again, Boyan. That's yeah. there's no and more Boyan seems, that we need to see. I watched a bunch of those. I uh, watched one of the games and a bunch of the highlights. He looks very at ease already. Um, one last thing. Yeah, please. Uh. The one of the co-founders of the Waffle House has died, unfortunately. Um, him and his friend opened up a Waffle House in Georgia. They expanded it. Now there's 400 restaurants and blah 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 blah. Have you ever had Waffle House? No. Okay. I don't like waffles. It's not that I, it's not that I, okay. I won't say it's actually not surprising coming from you. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't understand the infatuation. I don't. It's not. It's never a thing that'll be like. Have you eaten a waffle? <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had waffles before. It's just I don't. I mean, I don't know. What? I, what? Explain to me exactly what is so goddamn good about a waffle. They are, uh, if made correctly and topped with the correct toppings. So here, that, okay, that's exactly it. That's it's a it's a gross syrup mattress. It just sucks up the syrup and the butter, and that's what it is. That's all it is. <laughs> that's it's a great like, description. I'll I'll give you that. So it's people. It's like syrup yeah. fiends. That's who likes this thing. No, but I've been to I've been to crappy diners and they make a great waffle and you don't need like amazing syrup like that I happen to have you know because I'm uh, you know I go to no, Vermont but you need often a boatload of crappy syrup that's what I'm talking about. 
No, I think I think I could eat a waffle without syrup and be totally happy with it. If the batter Just is a good, plain waffle. If the batter is good, if the batter is good and it is crispy and and flaky and buttery in itself, it is a good thing. Here's what I'll give you. Here's what I'll give okay, you. Okay, Mr. Artichoke Dip. Just be careful. We're, we're, what road Mike, you're going to walk? I've I've never met anybody that said a bad word about artichoke dip, and I've talked to, and after because you have we talked in, about this on the air? I went around and like <laughs> did like a census of people around me, and everyone's like that kid. Something wrong with a guy that doesn't it's like the first artichoke thing dip. That Colin, one of our dedicated listeners yeah. and, and your very good friend, said to us. Yeah, said he, to me. Yeah, he was concerned about your Co- about your palate. Colin, who I like knew in college, he was like the first thing. Yeah, not even hello. It was yeah. It was like artichoke dip, huh? It's like <laughs> here's what I will give you. A Belgian waffle, pillowy, throw some of that berry uh, sauce. Compote. <laughs> is that what it is? Compote. What is a compote? It's a sauce. All right, yeah. It's a chunky throw sauce. Some, <laughs> throw some of that berry compote on there. Pote. Um, and, and now you've got my attention. But still, it's not going to be anywhere near a pancake. It's not okay. going to touch like eggs and bacon. I think we've stumbled upon a nuclear comparison. Mm-hmm. Three most overrated foods, and I won't put artichoke dip in there. What is overrated? What's a, a food? So I will say straight up, because I've had a couple experiences with this, uh, truffles, truffle oil, that is disgusting. It is gross. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. You've, you've got a layman's tongue. That's what this is. What I'm under. This is what I'm understanding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. You don't, from have, a, you don't have a dump. Th- the, the area <laughs> you, of New Jersey you, where you you're are, from, which I won't say because you don't want <laughs> me to. It's too, it, it would ruin your ruin your tough guy uh, mystique. Your your every man tough guy mystique. Oh, you I've got a tough yeah. guy. All right, now oh, I see. What's Do you want to tell people here. where you're from? From Montclair, Montclair, New oh. Jersey. Tony Montclair. I put, I put the town on my back. <laughs> That's okay, Springsteen. Put that down on my back. All right. Um, you're down at the docks. Truffles over. I mean, like, I guess I can. I could buy that they're overrated just because, like, you know, they. Yeah, that's the name. But of the they're game. not disgusting. They're pretty good. Pretty gross. Um, I'll have to think about this. All right, we'll get back into. I mean, waffles episode. probably really high. Um, bubble tea. Why? Why are there bubble tea stores everywhere up yeah. in this area? When I come here, there's like everyone's got bubble tea. Not gonna, not gonna walk down that road. I mean, I, I've, I've tried I bubble even, tea. I don't even understand the physics of bubble tea. What is going on in there? The tapioca. It's. I mean, it just isn't for me. I don't like when I'm drinking something. I don't like anything other than the consistency of either a milkshake or either uh like like water, like straight liquid. <laughs> So nothing in between milkshake, just like <laughs> yeah. If it's a milkshake, what about something that's effervescent, like the delicious Caribbean ale you have? No, 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 this is this is I'm classifying this liquid, but I don't want like, I don't want like, I don't know, liquid with bits of you don't want of bits solids. Yeah, you that's don't want any, what any I don't want groceries in your yeah, in your in your beverage. I get there it. You. I get it. We see eye to eye on that. That one thing. Question for you. Shoot. Do the Nets win all their games for us a year? You know what? I think they've really <laughs> enjoyed. Let me put my my Caribbean gear down. I think they've really enjoyed um, making Memphis unhappy. I think they took a real like Jeremy Lin did a hush to the crowd who was already very very hushed, not even close to being loud. I thought exactly the same thing, <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of out of character for Jeremy Lin. I think that's a, an expression you see. That's more of a. Um, Deshaun Stevenson right. type. Yeah, that's a, a more outwardly antagonistic kind of person. 
And uh, I think they really enjoyed, you know, they've taken a lot of crap media wise and probably internally and given themselves a hard time. They're going to really enjoy like playing uh, the, the, the souring of other people's playoffs ambitions role. Like just, just, just chipping away people's playoff seeds. I think that they really are going to like that. This is going to be an important end of the season because. Yeah, so important, Mike. Please. They do have Jeremy Lin back and he is playing with Brooke Lopez. And if we have to have some sample. Yes. We have to have some as, data. As we hear from Sean Marks and, and Kenny Atkinson, there needs to be data. Otherwise, if there's not data, we got to be looking in the offseason about a point guard. If he gets hurt again, if there, if there's another, and oh God forbid, God. hey, hey, I'm not saying that's, you know, I, you know, mums the word on this thing. I don't want to jinx anything. If he, if God forbid, he, you know, takes a tumble I, on the hamstring. Can I be size, honest? Please. If I, if he, if there is a headline, Jeremy Lin hurts his hamstring, they have to move on. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. They have to consider another point guard. It cannot. And, and I, we're moving him to the second line. He, I mean, they could just, they just have to go get another point guard. They yeah. cannot rely on Jeremy Lin anymore. If he gets another hamstring injury, it may not happen. Let's hope it doesn't happen. I'm just saying if it no, happens no, again. No, Mike, of course we'll let's hope it doesn't happen. They goes can, without saying. I can't believe you'd even say <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, but this is a very important, you know, data assembly. And they're playing, you know, God bless them. They're playing their hearts out, at least in Memphis, you know, once in a while, to just to see what it's like. Just to see what it's like, Mike. I think that's a good way to end the show. Yeah, let's leave it there. Um, take us out, Mike. All right, uh, you know, check us out, Almighty Baller Network, netsdaily.com, at Guys on Twitter, iTunes, please give us a rating, and uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Good night. not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.